Welcome to the Investor Shed Podcast with Nick Beveridge, the ultimate source for all things investing and beyond. For free tools, tips, and tricks, go to NorthIdahoREI.com. Today's guest on the Investor Shed Podcast is Kelly Clark. Kelly is the general manager of Rendell Homes. After working in insurance, Kelly was introduced to investor clients and has been involved ever since. Kelly and Nick discuss mentor hacking, the importance of investor meetups, house flipping, and much more. Stay tuned. You start. Me start. Hi, Nick. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Kelly Clark. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm just joking. Yeah. I, I like to make things awkward right off the, right That's off the gate. That's what I appreciate so. about you. I was like, you know, oh, you. I have an awkward opportunity today. I think I'm going to make the most of it. Wait, who should I call? Oh, Nick. Hey. Yeah. You want to come hang out? Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for coming. Yeah. Kelly Clark, everybody. Um, so are you working full time now with with uh, Trevor? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm general manager of Rendell Homes at awesome. this time. Yeah. So I work full time with Trevor. And I only work with Trevor exclusively now. So tell me about your background with uh, real estate investing. Um, yeah, I notice a lot of your podcast guests have years and years of experience. And, Some, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some are newer. Yeah, yeah, like, some are newer. But like I'm definitely in the newer category. Uh-huh. Um, so about two years ago, I met some real estate investors. And I was immediately hooked, intrigued. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's where I want my career to go is at the end of raising my kids oh okay and wanted to jump back into work full-time where'd you meet the investors um if you don't mind me asking yeah I just stumble upon yeah yeah no I was um working at an insurance company oh okay and just met various people various clients through there yeah so then I started probing and asking them more questions did a little bit of research and I thought that's where I want my career to be yeah um, so, and that was less than two years ago. Gotcha. So then I did a couple of things to what I feel kind of like a jumpstart my career is, um, the first thing I did was I approached, um, or got introduced to in- other investors who then I asked if I could work for them. Yeah. And, um, so working for a few different people really gave me kind of the inside exposure on what it's like to be an investor. So what type of work would you do for these investors? A general admin, um, office manager, data entry, accounting, um, phones, just really anything. But I got to see, because I was inside their businesses, I got to see all kinds of things. And then more importantly, I got to ask questions. So it wasn't just do this, but then I got to ask, okay, why are you doing that? So yeah, I I thought it was really valuable. I think that's kind of an, an ingenious way to go about it. You know, if you want to be an investor, why don't you go work for them? Like, I, I'm not calling myself a genius or anything, but like, I know I, I've always wanted to have a real estate sales team whenever I, when I first got into real estate and I yeah. read that book, um, oh, Millionaire Real Estate yeah. Agent. I read that. Um, so when I moved back up here, I decided I would I'd try to work for a top producing agent and just kind of see, you know, help their team out, of course, be a buyer's agent, whatever they need me to do, but kind of learn their systems and protocols and how do they actually how do they actually operate a real estate sales team? So I did a very similar thing. I went to work for somebody for about a year. 
Yeah. And then I branched off and started my own thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the way to go is to mm-hmm. work for people. And, you, you know, I've heard uh, people say, oh, volunteer your time or work for somebody for free. But yeah. um, I was like, well, I think they should pay me. I'm getting this stuff yeah, done. I mean, you yeah. know how to do office admin work, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of investors will pay for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so one of the people I started working with was uh, David Clinton, who you yeah. know. Yeah, he's been on the show. Yep, yeah. A lot of people know him. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a men- well, he's an investor, but he's also a mentor to yeah. other investors. So I felt like I was mentor hacking because I got, you know, he was paying me to get work done, but then I was always still picking his brain right. <laughs> everything and yeah. um, trying to figure out how, you know, how does he do it? How does he train people and things like that? So I call it mentor hacking. So that was like my first big leap because I didn't want to take a slow path to be an investor. So I think right. working for other investors, mentor hacking, a good thing the other thing i did was back in the day before the pandemic in washington we could have real estate investor meetings we can have any kind of meeting that's right so i started one of those um and i knew that i didn't know hardly anything but i knew how to bring people together i knew how to book a room i knew how to invite people and all that kind of stuff so i started a investment group in spokane yeah which obviously got shut down and still hasn't been able to reopen. So. That's pretty unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. I, know that's, I mean, that's what launched my business here in Idaho. Oh, yes. You've said that many times. Many times. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I mean, it's so important to be able to have some sort of a platform where you're just bringing people together every month. And you don't necessarily, you don't have to be the expert. You just have to be good at organizing a group to, to come together and mastermind. And yeah. Yeah. So I got to meet people, you know, the attendees, but then it also got me talking and meeting with who the leaders are in our area um whereas normally i couldn't like you know call nick beverage and say hey can you spend an hour and train me you know (laughs) (laughs) you'd be like oh i'm sorry i don't have time for that but if i said hey can you be a speaker at my group and i get to sit and listen to you for an hour then that's totally pretty smart way to do it yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. so i felt like that those two things i think the topic should be the burr topic what do you think (laughs) yeah 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 so i think those two things like were so beneficial for me launching to where I got to what I feel like is in a short amount of time less than two years two years is pretty quick yeah 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 so yeah so what what attracted you about real estate investing was it uh rentals or flips or something else I don't it wasn't any particular thing it was just the whole category Mm -hmm. of all the things I didn't necessarily immediately get hooked on one thing um I have done one flip house I um having worked with David uh-huh. um, and things like that, I thought, well, I'm ready to jump in and do an investment. And um, so I approached David and I said, you know, would you ever consider doing a deal with me? And he said, yeah, sure, that, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, so at the end of 2019, we bought a house in Colbert and um, had a contractor renovate it. And then we resold it at a profit yeah. And um, yeah, so it, it was a good positive learning experience for sure. I mean, things that you can't learn by reading it or reading right. someone else's story, um, you know, and then having, you know, essentially David, the expert to walk me through and I got to ask questions and, you know, he brought a lot to the table. Yeah. So it, it was a really good experience. Yeah. So could I ask about that one at least? Uh, how'd you find that deal? 
he found it through he found it. Okay. yeah through um, his connections. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he knows people know that he buys from wholesalers. Yeah. So he had gotten an email about it, and then it was close to where I live. Um, so I was kind of boots on the ground yeah. since I was so close to it, and um, you know penciled out for us. So yeah, so he ended up finding the deal. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So fix and flip. Yep. That's how you started off. One of those. Yep. One, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was. It was probably hard, but simple, right? Like, it's a simple process. You you buy something, you fix it up, and you resell it. Yes. But it's there's so much more to it than that. Yes. Isn't and then a few <laughs> hours after you list it on the MLS, then that's when the first realtor goes through and notices a flood in the basement. Oh wow! Yeah. You had one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, it was just that easy. <laughs> Simple, not easy. Oh, is yeah, what I right. want to clarify. Okay, again. Yeah, it was. You can rewind a, that. I, it was I simp- said simple. <laughs> it was simply a flood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a fix and flip. It was that like that easy. Well, I mean, I guess I've had a couple, but like the majority are very hard. Yes. Yeah. Like fixing and flipping houses looks great on a half hour episode of yes. HGTV, but yes. it, it is months and months of lots of attention. Right. Um, I mean, you're doing everything to a house most of the time. Yeah, I mean, the, the um, construction crew that we hired was swinging the hammers, but yeah. Yeah, but you still got to watch them, and you still got to, yeah, there's there's a lot to it. We don't have to go into it because I'm sure that can take the whole episode. Yeah, sure. Um, so what did you learn from that? Um, I learned that if I have HD TV ex- expectations, I'm going to be pretty disappointed <laughs> pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, that things that could go wrong do go wrong. Um, yeah, I learned to rely on other people and their expertise, you know, like relying on David for what he's really great at. You know, he found the deal. He found us the extra money we needed. Yeah. Um, I, the general contractor we work with, had great design ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I worked with uh, an agent to sell it, Andrew Kusuda. He's a Keller Williams Spokane guy. Okay. And um, he got us a great over asking price. Great. Um, yeah, much higher than even we... with the flooded basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I learned to rely on the expertise of of who was around me and stuff. So that was really helpful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of this house that I I converted from. I, I've talked about it a few times, but I converted it from a single family to a fourplex. Yes. And like the I've day I was going in to like film like it's finally done there's a flood <laughs> oh it was that day yeah oh gosh yeah and um yeah there was a leak and it had a basement unit as well and it was leaking from the top and it had um so the sewer line in the front yard was broken didn't didn't realize that and the this toilet was installed incorrectly and left running and uh overnight it just was you know flooding the house and there's you know the the broken uh, pipe in the yard was then noticeable <laughs> and there's um who knows how many years of feces in the yard and and we had more extensive drywall damage in the in the basement again and this was right when i thought this house this nightmare house that already went like 150 grand um over, well sorry it went 110 budget. grand over budget i spent 150 it was a forty thousand dollar budget um <sighs> And it's still like it was that last little nail in the coffin that was just actually it was kind of 
it was kind of interesting. I, I think I took it well. Um, if you're not still in therapy, <laughs> then you took it well. <laughs> because, I mean, I just got beat up for a year. So what was one more punch? <laughs> but I, I, I know that feeling. Attitude. I know that feeling of thinking that you're done and then there's a flood. <laughs> it wasn't a bad flood. It was water in the basement when you don't want water yeah. on the floor anywhere. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it so, wasn't that yeah. bad. So I guess I should be even more grateful. <laughs> oh, it's fine. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as Nick. So there you go. It turned out to be a great investment. When it was all said and done. Yeah, my, yeah, and you're still my best, cash my best rental for you. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's by far my best performing rental I have. Uh, just took a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're done with that fix and flip, right? Yep. Yeah. What are you on to next? Um, well, as part of doing the networking meetings, uh-huh. I invited Trevor Rendell. Uh, to come and speak. So that's how I had actually seen him speak at the Keller Williams Spokane yeah. group. Mm-hmm. And um, so I invited him to speak at my group. And so I got to know him better there. And I think he was our, my last or second to last speaker before we got shut down in Washington. Right. And um, so then uh, he, at the time, uh, he started as a general contractor. And then he had started to do some flip houses himself. Yep. Uh, shutdown happens, and he uh, was going crazy, <laughs> like most of us. Yeah. And so a month into the shutdown, he decided that he's going to start an acquisitions department so that he can do a lot more flips. Um, so he called me, and he said, are you uh, – well, actually, he said, do you know of somebody who's available? And I uh, had more time on my hands because of mm-hmm. the shutdown. And so I went to work for Trevor in April 2020, full-time. Yeah. And um, So it's almost been a year. So it's almost been a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, our the company has grown exponentially. And then Trevor's a super generous person, super smart. And yeah. he's let me grow uh, with the company. So that's how awesome. I got to be general manager in less than a year. That's great. So you're um, running the crew. <laughs> uh, well, there's somebody who runs all well, the construction side. Yeah. I, I just mean the crew in general. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. So. Yeah. So we have essentially two halves to the company. Yeah. We sell all the general contractor, uh, crew, and then we have the investment side and I, I'm on the investment side. Right on. So, yeah. So what, when you first went to work with him, what was your main job? If you don't mind me asking, uh, admin for Trevor and his yeah. ideas and implementing them, okay. things like that. Yeah. And then he got in acquisitions, and then um, and he, is he still mostly doing fix and flips or wholesaling or? Um, he, all of the above and a hundred more things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do wholesaling. So uh-huh. we have uh, automated acquisitions um, set up and running now. So we're doing wholesaling still. Um, we haven't done a flip, uh, in the last month or two, but we're always open to it if it pencils out and if our crew has enough time in their schedule. Right. Um, so then this year we have gotten into new home builds and we have two on deck and then we also are doing land acquisition and land development. Um, and the end of last year, we started um, doing private money lending. Wow. 
Wow. So we lend to um, other investors for their deals. Um, so yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you do a lot too. You don't. You're not just one dimensional. What are all well, the things you do? Uh, quite a bit. Two now. <laughs> the we, same, we also, right? yeah, I mean, we got into new construction building as well. Okay. Um, so I've, right now, I think I have 14 projects or so that I'm working on, various different types of like burr projects, okay. fix and flips, uh, new construction, um, and they're all in different phases. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I've got the real estate sales team. Um, if you add me, there's 11 real estate agents on that team now. Um, I didn't realize you do. had grown that much. You've grown that much lately, or it was over time? it was pretty recent. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we just brought on five new agents in the last like two and a half, three months. Oh, so we doubled gosh. in size in just in just the last few months. Wow. Um, but um, uh, in 2020, we sold 117 homes, and we you had do, a goal of 100, right? We had a goal Am of I 120. Right? Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, and so we we're gonna take, you know, and we, we have these goals now where if we hit so many units, we'll go to Mexico. But if we're short, we'll still go to Mexico, you just gotta pay up that percentage difference. So oh. people only had to pay like 60 bucks to go to Mexico yeah, this year yeah, 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 yeah. for a, a week, all, all expenses paid, right, right. all inclusive. So we had a good time, we just came back from that last month. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Um, so I've got that going on. I've got the media company, you met Jeremy, he's one yes, of the photographers, yeah. and we've got another full-time guy that does mostly editing and headshots. Oh, okay. Um, so we service real estate agents um, with their uh, listing needs, and we're starting to get much, much busier. Um, it was a little hit and miss the first six months, eight months, as it would be, I guess, starting a new yeah. media company. Yeah, or <laughs> what kind any of media companies just company. explode right yeah. away? <laughs> um, but I knew there was a need for it. You know, with with the rapid growth of real estate agents starting to use professional photography. Um, they weren't before? Not always, no. Oh. When I started, it was very rare. So I started about 10 years ago, and you would only use a professional photographer if, if you had like a luxury listing. Um, otherwise, you just do photos yourself. That's what most agents did it. And oh, then over wow. time, you started, over time, you started seeing more and more as the internet got more popular for searching real estate and People started oh, to get more subjective yes. over my house looks better with professional photos versus Instagram not right. yeah. helps, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and so there's um, there's a need for real estate photographers, and I, I knew there was only like a couple of major players in town, and there's 2,000 agents, and I was just doing the math, and I'm like, my buddy's a photographer. Let's see if we can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so. We're still doing that, and at the same time, they also have the skills to create video. Um, so I wanted to eventually kind of morph it into doing a show um, over time. And so right now we're doing a fix and flip in Bonner's Ferry, and we're doing our first actual like HGTV style oh, show. Okay. Okay. So that'll be out in about a month or so. Where you, um, what what places you or channels are you putting it out on? YouTube oh, okay. <laughs> for now. Okay. Just YouTube, our website. Um, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But I, I just think, that I have it in my mind that I think that will be entertaining for people locally to watch something like that locally. Because I think there's a lot of people that like watching those kind of shows. But I would I think, think it would be an excellent marketing piece for people in California to see mm -hmm. like, okay, who's blowing up in North Idaho? Yeah, yeah, know? here's a team of real estate 
savvy, you know, investors right. that are a- agents that also have a show. <laughs> right, and understand um, the luxury locally, market. And, and they're all doing deals. And yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what I had in my head. And the, the, the servicing real estate agents, I think that was just to get it off the ground, to have a, a constant source of income, to be able to afford doing a show down the road. Oh, yeah, that's true. You have to fund all that ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it would be quite expensive to just have two full-time guys hired to follow you around all the time. <laughs> yeah. we, don't make, we don't make that much money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so who helps you with all of your, these 14 projects you have going on? Um, so there's a, a lot of different partners that I have. Oh, okay. um, th- there's, um, let's see, eight of them are with a, a builder up north. Oh, okay. um, so it's a three-way partnership between myself, Tyler Wagner, and the builders. Um, I mostly just coordinate funding and the staging and that kind of stuff, or like help with. I, I'm very, very hands-off, but still kind of involved in the design of what we should build, you know, where, how much we should spend, those kind of things. But I'm not swinging a hammer or anything yeah, like yeah, that, or yeah, yeah, yeah. or managing the job site. That's not my job. Yeah. I'm not doing any of the pre-construction work, you know, going to HOA meetings and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So we've got good partners for that. That's great, though, um, that you've, between the partners, you've figured out who to use for, you know, who, who should do this, who should yeah. do that, and tap into each person's expertise. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's working well so far. Um, I've got another, some other little projects going on, but the, those are the ones that absorb most of my time. Gotcha. Yeah. But thanks for asking. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, people are curious about you, too, not just, yeah. you know, what your guest is doing, especially, you know, because you're always on here. So people want to know, oh, what's the latest and what Nick's doing? That's the latest. I'm crazy. Yeah. Okay, all eight <laughs> people who are going to watch this video. Yeah, all eight people. There's 14 now, okay? 14 what? You are exploding. I know. <laughs> 14 viewers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have no idea how many people actually listen to this. <laughs> I'd have to go back and look. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, talking about uh, partnerships and expertise and things like that, one thing that, you know, like Trevor and I have learned is, you know, who you partner with and who you do business with and who you rely on your experts in various categories is so key. Like I didn't, I didn't really realize that until yeah. like this last year when we've had, you know, because it was just he and I starting from you know nothing in terms of acquisitions but just partnering with different people and and adding value to people and then them adding value to us it's just been a a great experience um and then you kind of figure out who is not a good fit for you i mean they have yeah talent expertise uh knowledge in some area and then you realize eh, you know they they're better suited somewhere else and then you you know free each other up to pursue better opportunities but that's definitely something i've learned it could be tricky um to figure out the right partnership for the right occasion um i just think it's so super important to make sure that your goals align with whatever partner that you have and what your end goal is and that they have a very similar end goal right um, like and for then instance, how my partner, you want to get there too, because yeah. <laughs> not everybody wants to get there in the same yeah. way. So what were you saying about? Oh well, partner? well, for instance, like my partner Joe Turner, she's she helped oh, me build yeah. this real estate team. Yeah, um, yeah. We had very similar goals when we when we got together, and that was 
we want to build a real estate team of savvy investor agents to help run our team because we don't want to. <laughs> and and that was a so it's okay for me not to show up here and there. Right. And it's okay for her not to show up here and there because we had those similar goals. If if maybe you didn't share or talk about those kind of things, you might maybe feel a little resentful for someone who's gone on vacation for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, well, I'm pulling all the weight and you're going to making half right. the money. This is like, we're okay with taking our sweet time or, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have a very flexible working relationship with what our roles are because we already set it up in advance that we want to create a machine mm-hmm. um, that runs itself. Mm-hmm. And since we've done that now it's just about you know putting fuel on the fire and as it as it needs it right 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 <laughs> i feel like we already had the systems in place where it pretty much runs itself and we just need to be there for the mentorship and and not leads make i'm sure there's plenty of fine tuning still that needs to be there but yeah i mean that's i feel like our, the agents that are on our team um know that it's worth being on our team right because we care for them we want to make sure that they're doing the right they're making the right decisions and that they're treated fairly and they get a great compensation and all that. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's super similar where, well, with what we have mm-hmm. with, uh, Trevor and Rendell Holmes. Yeah. Just hi- hiring great people, keeping great people, retaining great people, but then creating an environment where they want to contribute to the team that they're all yeah. in, um, that they are cared for and have flexibility and, you know, them and their well-being and their families are more important than, you know, whatever contract has to get out the door that day. So, yeah, yep. all of that creates um, a certain culture, and then you find who's great for that culture, and you stick with it. Yeah. Another great partnership that I have is with my brother, Sean, yeah. when we do fix and flips. Uh-huh. Um, because he, we have the same interest of profitability in mind, <laughs> even though he's the contractor. Right. You know, he's not getting paid being the contractor. So oh, it's so in his best interest. So you don't hire interest. him as a line item. He's a profit sharing. He's a profit sharer. Okay. So it's in his best interest to make sure that things are done smoothly, effectively done right the first time. And we, we're going to share on the profits at the end. I'm not paying him as we go so that the profit or so that things just get, you know, pushed, can gets kicked down the road. So he makes more and more money the longer we stay on the job. You know? Right. That, you got to make sure that your interests are in line. Right, right. <laughs> but it, you haven't always used him as your contractor, have you? Um, for all your projects? For most of our my fix and flips, yeah. Because oh, okay. we usually, but it depends. On my rentals, we're, we're pretty separate. Oh, okay. Um, just because we don't know where our interests are going to be 30 years from now. <laughs> oh. Um, but on our short-term fix and flips, it's, it's a pretty simple arrangement. It's, I'm going to help figure out the money, acquire the place. You're on site pretty much every day that you can be um and i'll sell it yeah there you <laughs> simple. go simple yeah we're yeah. brothers we'll we'll figure it out yeah, Some, yeah sometimes i work harder than he does sometimes he works harder than me sure and we're okay with that right right, right. yeah so then is he does he also have other clients or do you keep him busy um well, all year he's trying to get away from uh working for people as a general contractor Oh, okay. And just trying to work, work on his own projects, um, oh, okay. his own rentals or fix and flips that we work on together. You know, he's built spec homes on his own um, now. So he's done 
he, he keeps himself pretty busy. I, He's a go-getter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't always have time for all my projects. <laughs> But it's a good arrangement when we do have a fix and flip sure. and he's got the time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's great that you've worked out. So it's a win-win for both of you, for sure. It Most of the time is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when it's not, when it's pretty unbalanced, we usually make it fair, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, what was it like joining Trevor at first? Like what was, what, what was he... What was he doing, like, admin-wise? Was it kind of a mess when he started? Uh, no, not um, really, because I'm he had just had acquisition ideas. Okay. And so it was pretty easy to jump in because, it, you know, essentially we were starting at the ground yeah. level. So he did have some acquisition ideas. But because I had been, at that point, studying all this, you know, reading books, coming to... You know, my going to my own REI meetings, yeah. the Keller Williams Spokane, your meeting every week. Um, I, you Monthly. know, it's or every month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's okay. Um, yeah, so I I was studying. I hadn't implemented much at that point, mm-hmm. but it it was really good because he came with ideas. I came with things ideas that I had studied. So, it we launched pretty well we tried a number of things and you know as with anything you research something try something fine-tune it um yeah we really follow follow the 80 20 principle do you know what that is oh yeah okay yeah yeah it's where 20 percent of your efforts pretty much give you 80 percent of your results yes yeah so keeping that in mind um and like constantly measuring, constantly analyzing, tracking to see where is our 80-20 and then dial it down, dial it down, dial it down. So even though we would try a lot of things, um, we just kept dialing down on the 20%. And even that, I mean, at least a few times a week, someone in the office will say something about 80-20, you know, yeah. and, and it's like, okay, how does this fit into the 80-20? Is that a good use of your time? Is this a good use of resources and money? That's and pretty smart. Like, you guys yeah. keep revisiting it You've, so you don't lose yes, track. Yes, several times a week, absolutely. Oh, yeah. several times a week. Yeah, okay. yeah. Wow. Um, and, and it's like something has to pass the 80-20 test to kind of keep <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. Um, so that just really keeps the business continually reevaluating and then, you know, discarding, deleting, delegating, whatever it is, things that that he shouldn't focus on 80-20 wise, I shouldn't focus on 80-20 wise. So it's it's really helpful, really good mindset to yeah. have. Could you um, give me an example of that, like where, where maybe you guys tested that against something and decided to do away with it? Uh, we've tried different marketing techniques for a okay. wholesaling business. You know, how, how are we going to acquire these uh, distressed properties? How are we going to find distressed sellers? Um, so we, you know, try something and then analyze the numbers after a week a month a few months and then and then decide okay well this isn't penciling out yeah it's bringing in some but it's not bringing in enough or it's too much of a time suck for yeah. the dollar amount or whatever it is so oh gosh um, i took i can totally relate to that oh really How yeah so? well i mean i've been a real estate agent for 10 years now and i've i've played with a lot of different types of marketing Okay. And 
90% of the marketing efforts that I've done like acquired like zero sales out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's a lot I just don't do anymore because I do track every every transaction I've ever had. I can we track it a certain category. Where did that lead come from? Right. You know, what was the source? And it was it's almost always just personal referral mm-hmm. sphere type of influence mm-hmm. or came out of the REI group <laughs> oh, <okay>. or a past client. <laughs> very very little from cold calling right. or door knocking or open houses. Um, sending out mail like such little like the amount of effort it takes to do all that versus like yeah Yeah. the amount of effort and money it do and well like realtor.com leads you know we spent we spent like 40 bucks a lead for a couple of years um trying to make that work and i think i think we broke even (laughs) but i mean the amount of hours and hours it took just to call all these people cultivate them try to put them you know these leads that you pay for rather than what you get for free is just then if you're looking at it that way then we really lost money because of all the opportunity time Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. that we spent trying to break even right on our marketing expenses right right um i'm i'm pretty pro analyzing that (laughs) and making sure that great that is what we're doing making sense yeah yeah should we just keep doing what's free (laughs) <laughs> right, 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 right. But I mean, there's people that don't look back like that mm-hmm. and then plan for the future or, you know, yeah, I, I think that's so important. I yeah. think that's what can can set the successful ones and the ones that are still going strong and even better 10 years later from the ones who aren't, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that are still just swimming in whatever. So, but I mean, we even do 80-20 with like time. Um, You know, someone will say, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And then someone will ask, well, is that a part of your 80 or your 20? And then figure out, oh, yeah, that someone else is better suited to do that. Or even 80, 20 with employees. Um, You know, we don't keep all, you know, 80 that we hire. and (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, we haven't hired 80 people, but you know what I mean? So we're not afraid to... 80 20 our time 80 20 our money um you know release people who are better suited you know let them take their top 20 percent and contribute to a different organization you know that kind of thing so yeah we, we it makes a lot of everywhere. sense yeah so yeah. are you in charge of hiring and firing uh no everything's a group <laughs> decision a group decision yeah oh, okay. yeah i mean trevor's obviously the leader but and I think that's why one of the things I appreciate most about being there is is we're so collaborative mm-hmm. that the best <clears throat> ideas rise yeah. um, to the top. And, um, and, you know, sometimes you go to bat for what you think is best. And, you know, sometimes other people think something else is or the group thinks a different decision is best. But it's very collaborative. Yeah. Um, so I can't think of too many decisions where someone in the group just full up, flat out disagreed and you know stayed that way to the end or whatever it's more right. like oh I see your point or oh I hadn't thought of that before or whatever so I think being that collaborative then mm-hmm. you get to implement the best ideas and sometimes it's tiny little things and sometimes it's really big stuff but um, you know we found that to work really well mm-hmm so what, um, if you don't mind me asking more about your business. Yeah, um, sure. 
speaking about the 8020 and knowing that you guys do quite a bit of different services now, mm-hmm. what would you say maybe if you had to choose one of those that maybe wasn't, is there one that maybe isn't meeting that rule of private lending, construction work, flipping houses, new construction? Um, well, the lending doesn't take up much time. Okay. Um, so, but it's it's really great to be connected with people in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of anything where we're really kind of breaking that rule. I'm going to become a LPO this year, licensed practice officer. Okay. Uh, so that I can close real estate transactions. Now, is that going to be the biggest profit center for the company? Probably not. But will it be a good wraparound service for the other things that we do? Absolutely. Right. You know, I mean, you know, the great thing about all that you offer is it's all integrated. Mm -hmm. And it's beneficial for you and your clients and your partners and things like that. So we kind of have the same approach that... If it's a good wraparound service and it's not too much of a time and money suck, yeah, then we'll implement it and things like that. If it can benefit us in other ways, you know, like you were saying, the um, paying for the realtor leads, realtor.com yeah. leads, you gain clients out of it who then hopefully become repeat clients or referral clients. So if you say in and of itself, was that a waste of money for a few years? Mm, you could say that, but if it yeah. at the time helped you, yeah. you know, move forward in other directions, then yeah, you could say yeah, that was positive. And you could look at it that way too. I just know, I just know, going back, the amount of time that we did put into that, not just the money, we could have just easily been doing what we've already been doing, and oh, okay. gain clients as well. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. With yeah. a higher closing rate. Right. Um, that's. That's what what I meant there. But I do what I know what you mean. Yeah, they can still, even though those old leads could still turn into new business. Right. Um, it's just not, not the approach that made the most sense. Right. When you're looking at returns, right. on your time and money. Yeah. Um, so what's next for you guys? Well, it's conquering land development. Um, we have a project director now who does our uh, land acquisition, uh, new uh, new builds, and land development. So are you guys building like spec homes? Are you just or are you pre-selling yes. them? Yeah, uh, all of the above. So like right now we're working on something that I think is going to be 14, 16 houses, 16, 14, 16 lots somewhere in there out of land. Okay. Um, and then we'll sell off the lots. Uh, probably, so let's say we sell a dozen of them, either to a builder who wants all 12 or to 12 individual people. Yeah. And then we'd build two spec houses okay. out of it. So really anything that pencils out in that category is on the table. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if someone came in and said, I want all 14 of them, here's a big fat check, we'd say, okay, we won't build the spec houses then. You know, so right. we're not really set on anything um just trying to see you know how how can we make this profitable for a partner for us all those kinds of things so right yeah so when um is there any word when covid restrictions are going to get lifted where you guys can start meeting again um and do you think you'll start it up again yeah uh, uh march 22nd is a lot of things go to 50 percent 
Oh, okay. It's March fifteenth. Uh, That's in like today. a week. Yes. Yeah. 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 So March twenty second, like restaurants go to fifty percent. I think if certain venues can have it's either two hundred or four hundred people. Mm-hmm. So they're expecting a lot more to be lifted. So that's if, good. If we can have fifty people in a room, then we'll reinstate our. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I ran my own real estate investing group. Yeah. Uh, before I started working with Trevor, but I'm gonna reignite it, but just do it as Rendell Homes is offering this networking group. I'm not gonna gotcha. like stay out on my own and go to some other location. We'll have it in our office. Oh, okay. And um, where is it? Is your office Spokane? Yep, Spokane okay. near the fairgrounds. Near the fairgrounds. Yeah, great. so it's a pretty central location, and okay. it'd be great to have people in the office anyway. Yeah, so. if you guys started up, send me an invite. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Oh, can I invite you to be a speaker? <laughs> sure. Okay, great. All right. I don't mind. Good, fabulous. Okay, yeah. great. Anything yeah. else uh, you want to chat about? Uh, no, I think that's it. I that's I it. really appreciate it. You know, I You've come I, a long way in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. It's <laughs> that's like great. I see, you know, like having Sean Dolan speak, who's like yeah. amazing, has done this for two decades, and I'm you know squeaking out my almost two little years. But you know, I guess having you know come to your networking group and networked with so many people within the group, it's just been such a valuable education and I guess my encouragement to people is if I can do it you know you can do it I mean I'm not 20 whatever anymore yeah um and so if I can (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know it's like if I can have a career raise my kids and then jump into totally something different in and catapult myself in a short amount of time then I feel like well if I can do it then anyone can do it you know whether they're you know 20 one and just starting out and want to see themselves in an awesome place in two years they can do that yep you know so i use that same logic (laughs) how so oh just like if if that guy can do it oh i I know i can do it yeah yeah so that's yeah exactly it's a great way to trick your brain into doing something you don't want to do or or you may be afraid of doing (laughs) right 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 yeah exactly exactly yeah so awesome well thanks for coming out yeah thanks for having me always good to see you Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Shed podcast. If you'd like to attend our live networking events, they're held the first Thursday of every month at the Keller Williams office in Coeur Idaho and start at 6.30 p.m. We also have our Sandpoint, Idaho meetup held at Laughing Dog Brewery the second Thursday of every month at 6 p.m.